Fiora. It's me, Reese Edwards. This is the Extra Trials Football Podcast. The home of alternative football. Join me on the pod, that's the one and only Lyle, the Perth Gooner Stewart. Let's go! <laughs> About ten to nine. That's early for me. There's a big game on right now. Chelsea versus City. Oh gosh, the fate of football hands are in City's. Uh, oh gosh, it's not going to happen, is it? Surely it's not going to happen today. Liverpool are going to win the title if City failed to score a goal and win the game. Yeah, do you know what? It's it's one of those where it's like uh, I mean, what thirty years they waited for this, so. Uh... We could have scrapped the season. Um, I don't know. We could have done all sorts of things, but for some reason they've decided to, to play it out, and it looks like it's um, it's uh, the league's going to be going back to Merseyside first time in thirty years. Do you think it's um, obviously you know it's it's a lot different. It's going to be bittersweet for them, isn't it? If they win it right now, Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think surely. it's um, it's it's one of them. It's one of them where it's like obviously. You know, not being able to celebrate in front of your um, in front of your home fans is 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 it'll be detrimental, be detrimental really. And whilst I'm sure it'll be nice for all the Liverpool supporters, they'd had such a great campaign, and uh, and not to be able to celebrate that at home in front of your supporters, you know, with four, five, six, seven games to go, would be be devastating. Uh, I think this conversation would be a lot different if I spoke to you last night, but um, Arsenal did win this morning. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal got a win, so it was one of them. Yeah, yeah, 2-0. So uh, I was very pleased with that. Obviously, that was on just before the Liverpool game. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Sorry, on just before the um, game. Um, So, no, no, it was great for Arsenal to get a result, but um, it's one of those where, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It's against the Southampton side who are, you know, just above the relegation zones. No, I was saying you've got to take the small mercies which come your way. I mean, Southampton have not been in the best form this season. Um, but, you know, ultimately they've, they've had a good run of results recently. You know, you've got Danny Ings up front who seems to be in, in good nick. So, from from our perspective, you take everything which comes your way and to get three points on is something that we've struggled with this season. So, we've only, so, so prior to this, we played 15 games away from home and we'd only picked up 14 points. Yeah three away wins or two away wins so obviously you know you, you take it don't you yeah I mean um, it's good for you guys to get a win but I mean really what does it change for you in terms of the season oh nothing no, nothing at the end of the day I mean it's been a disaster over the Arsenal it's been an absolute disaster over the Arsenal this season I think it's um, it, it's one of those where uh, you look at where we are now and you look at the players we've got and you think, well, we've, we've bottled it, haven't we? We've, got, we've, we've really underperformed and um, I think it's disappointing um, considering we've, you know, we're on our third oh, manager Oh my God, season. mate. Look behind you, look behind you. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay, hang on. Uh, Interrupting here. 
it's a pen. We've got a penalty here. And it's gone to VAR. It's gone to VAR. Uh, Fernandinho, what's he done? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Guardiola's looking on the, the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a bit of a naughty schoolboy at the moment, doesn't he? <laughs> right. So basically what's happened is the Chelsea lad, it looks like William, has tried to kick the ball over the line. Fernandinho's handled the ball to stop it going over the line. And so as a result, that has been sent off for denying an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. Oh, Chelsea have go. now got the penalty with, with William lining up to take it. He's roofed it, top left, bang. That's two on Chelsea, and it looks like the title is going back to Merseyside, um, bar, bar a miracle. Oh, no. Turn it off, mate. What, what, what time is it there? It's 10 to, uh, 10 to 10. There must be something on there. Yeah, I'll, I'll put, um, I don't know, I'll put Newsnight on or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, but, yeah, no, no. Chelsea 2 1 up against City. I mean, Williams, it's a, it's a great penalty, isn't it? I mean, he's put it top left, bit of a stutter. And then just smacked it. I mean, Edison's gone the other way. So as long as he gets it on target, it's going in the goal, really, isn't it? Oh, good. Um, sorry, mate. Let's go back to Arsenal. Uh, so, you, oh, you, yeah. yeah. How, how do you feel after the, the first three games? Because the first two are awful. It's a disaster, really. I mean, from, from, from our perspective, it's one of them where it looks like, obviously, half our players look like they're on the beach and, and, and don't want to be there. And then the other half are, are just, you know, not good enough. And that's the, that's the sad reality. I mean... And you throw in a few youngsters in the mix who are obviously trying to make a name for themselves. But this is not the Arsenal we know and love. Uh, you know, we we we'll um, you know we'll be lucky to finish um, be lucky to finish mid-table next year, mate. If I'm, if I'm brutally honest with you, I mean our our away form is is relegation level. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them where it's like before today. I think we'd only picked up something like six or seven more points away from home than Aston Villa. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's awful. It's awful. So, you know, and, and there's deep-rooted problems at the club going all the way to the owners at the top. So, I mean, it, it's until they sell up, we're in trouble, mate. Yeah. What's it like to have football back on? Do you know what? It's one of them where it's like, uh, you know, not to be like a bit of a sort of a whinging whinging fella but I was a bit sceptical about the football coming back truth be told because um, I, I'd watched a bit of Bundesliga and do you know what it hadn't really done it for me and, and I think part of the reason behind that is that there was no noise in the ground so you watch these games and it was like sterile silence it's like you know it's like watching a Sunday league game but at least in Sunday league you're there in person do you know what I mean it's like stre- it was like streaming Sunday league football and <laughs> You know, it was just, you could tell these guys hadn't played in, in weeks and months. And they were doing sort of things which I would expect of your boys on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was ridiculous. But I think credit to the Premier League, this, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are getting it abroad, but what they're doing here is effectively that, they're, they're, you know, they're putting the crowd sound in the background. Yeah. And, and that, that makes a huge difference because it feels like it's actual football. So I've got the game on in the background and, now, it feels like it's an actual proper game, even though, you know, there's no fans in the stand. I think having the noise in the background has made, uh, made a massive difference. Yeah, I mean, um, 
I'm not sure about that, mate. I think we played quite well on the weekend. (laughs) 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 Well, even with the one one ultra in the stand, the Jasper Louds, (laughs) Jasper Louds. A single single ultra for extra Charles F3. We need we need like a, a cardboard cow for Jasper A because he never turns up. <laughs> Hasn't shown up. That's no oh, good, mate. is it? Yeah, that. Um, we'll we'll talk about that now. Actually, so uh, the trials uh, played their first game of the, of the season. Um, we we somehow got there. Uh, we played against uh, the LZ Tropics. Great name. What a name. Yeah, what so a name. How, how, how's the first bit spelled? LZ. So that's a, oh, that's, right. a, that's, Ellisley, a place, yeah. that's a place in um, in Auckland. Um, like oh right, Ellerslie. Yeah, yeah, nice. There's nothing tropical about it, mate. Yeah, Ellerslie <laughs> Tropics. I wonder. I wonder what the inspiration behind that name was. Whether they were, you know, having a bit of the homegrown and thought, oh, we'd be the Ellerslie Tropics. It's interesting. <laughs> nah, mate. They um, we're expecting like a basketball team to turn up, you know. Yeah, 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 I can imagine. <laughs> I'm expecting sort of 80s where they've got sort of really long shorts and obviously like really tight top sort of thing. You know, all with like headbands on sort of thing. So, yeah. Nah, far from it, mate. They were, um, yeah, they were a young team, eh? Very new, well, obviously a new team to the league, but they're a young team. Like, I think they just come out of school. So, we thought, oh, okay, we're going to have some trouble here because we're a lot fitter than us. We, we got off to a real slow start. Uh, it was goals to yeah goals each way. I'm sure you'll see it in the video when it eventually comes out. Um, the trials defender were quite abysmal. Times. Yeah, it was quite abysmal. Yeah, we scored an own goal as well, which was a cracking on goal. Um, but the first half, I think it ended four. I think in the first half, so eight goals in the first half. That's that's better value than watching this. Why, oh, mate, why are they? What, why are they not streaming your games? I, so I want to watch eight goals in the first half. I'll pay money to watch that. Honestly, mate, it, it was crazy. Um, the defender, our defender was awful. Um, but then, yeah, come on the second half, steady the ship, <laughs> steady the goals. Um, and I th- we won in the end 6-5. It was a late goal to win the game. Yeah, we've got two sets of brothers in the team. And I think, yeah, all, bro- all the brothers scored. So we've got... Wow. Yes, yeah, wow. so Kyle scored, Sam scored, Jack scored, and then Ben scored the winning goal. And then we've got a new sign-ins, uh, the Cooper brothers. So two of them. Jordan right, okay. Luke scored two, and then Jordan scored one. So, yeah. Should good, that good be little... in the Guinness Book? Should that be in the Guinness Book of Records? That <laughs> it should be, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, put that in the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> Mate, if I had a brother, I probably score as well. So. <laughs> yeah. And a sister, and a mother, and a dad, yeah, yeah. and a, you know, it's <laughs> cousin, and a, you know, a nephew, and a niece. The list goes on, really, doesn't it? That sounds like the Yeovil team, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All got six fingers. Oh my god! Ah, nine and uh, nine toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that we won because, like last season, we had the whole, you know, the whole build up for the, the first ever game last season. And we just fell flat on our face. And we lost. So yeah. it's good to get off of the win. I'm sure, mate, you've seen all the drama we've had in the league. Past yeah, week. yeah, of course. I've heard about that, isn't it? It's a bit of a bit of a mad one there. They can't seem to sort out the organisation of it. All. So, I mean, you've got one job and one job only, and that's to sort out a competitive league with the home and away fixtures. It's um, yeah. To me, what are they? What, what do they call themselves? Who's the who? Who runs the administration? What the New Zealand Sunday League or whatever? No, it is? no, it's the Auckland Sunday Football Association. 
Auckland Sunday Football Association. They should have a long hard look at themselves in the mirror. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> baffling, isn't it? Really, it's like bloody hell. How hard, how hard is it to get a home and away season? <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah, to be fair, they've, to they've, do done, they've done us a, they've done us a favour this week. <laughs> yeah, let's just say a team that shouldn't be in our league have been put in their rightful place, and they're not in the league anymore. So we're not playing them this weekend. That's good. Which uh, and is that because they sh- they should have been up further? They've won back-to-back promotions to the yeah. championship, and then they dropped down to the Division 4 where we are. And, you uh, always get those one teams. I don't get it. It's like they enjoy playing against teams which are of lesser quality and beating teams like 8-0 every week rather than playing in a sort of competitive league <laughs> against teams. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like they enjoy the men against boys every week, and it's like, what's wrong with these people? Exactly. You know, sports meant to be a competition, and it's like, you know, if you're constantly trying to play against far weaker opposition every week, so what's the point? You get bored. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. So um, they they won their first game ten 0 last weekend. So I mean, that that's a dead giveaway of the, the quality of opposition. So yeah, that's not right, is it? Yeah, no. that's not right. That's I'm, not right I'm for glad, the VS styles of this world. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mate, I need to show you the, the video from their game on the weekend. It was hilarious. So, literally, this is, I'm not even joking here. The first kick of the game, the opposition take uh, this, you know, the, the kickoff. They shoot from halfway and score. First kick of the game. Wow. So, I was that's, like... Um, well, I mean, that's what you expect. It's very Sunday League-esque, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> Honestly, uh, mate. You know, welcome to League One, be it star. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to League One. So, yeah. what division are you guys in now? Are you still in division? What division are you in? Ah, we're in League Two. League Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And is it one of them where you've got like Championship, which is the top, then you've got a Division One, and then a, a uh, League Two sort of thing? Premiership's the top, and then the Championship. It's, right. it's a similar setup as the Football yeah. League in England. Yeah. Gotcha. If, if there gotcha. were a conference, maybe we'd probably be in there too. So. <laughs> <laughs> North, Northern Cup. Northern Conference Division One. <laughs> oh no, we're probably in the Ryman Premier or something, you know. Ismanian <laughs> uh, Sunday League. That's oh, right, brilliant. Yeah. That's right. Brilliant. That's good. <laughs> Try and show um, some of Beat Stars games, cause like the highlights from their game, because it was hilarious. Um, the goal that they conceded. The guy that scored the, the you know the most goals last season, Bank. I know he's a, a follower of the show. There's only one bank. There's <laughs> only one bank. There's only one bank. Bank. Oh, he's the Thailand like Drogba. Deadly. <laughs> Deadly. I think he scored two on the weekend too. So oh, he missed he definitely missed Billy the pen. He missed the pen. Ah uh, boo. He's always no, he's not the Thailand Drogba then, because Drogba don't miss from the spot, oh, does he? Fair enough. Yeah, uh, sorry, Trials fans, you're gonna have to wait a while for the video. This is a disclaimer for the uh, for the video. So, I usually put a GoPro behind behind the goal. Now, the other team kicked the GoPro down in the warm up. So, all the footage I got from the first half was this guy. <laughs> it's unfortunate, isn't it? I, I mean, know. they've got one job on one job only. But I mean, you know, sometimes you ask a lot of people these days. <laughs> oh, mate, 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 yeah, I know. I mean, I gave, I gave, I gave, I gave the team. So everyone's talking like tactics at halftime. I just walk in, like I just walk into the huddle and like just spraying the team. Like, why no one check if the bloody GoPro's up? Okay, you had one job. 
Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, missed, it's all about... I missed four goals here, guys. I missed four goals here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's all about exit Charles FC for the fans, by the fans. I mean, if we can't watch anything, what's the point? Is it? Right. <laughs> so, you, you, sorry, guys, you missed four goals here. The, yeah, we've got no, we've got no camera for that. But um, I don't. Uh, sorry. But the second half, mate, uh, there's a cracking goal there from Jack. I'm sure you've seen it on his Insta. Yeah, it was a super, super Jack, super, super Jack, super, super Jack, super Jackie Coyle. That was a brilliant volley. That was that was quality. That was unbelievable. I seen that. That was a. Uh, it's just like half volley, wasn't it? And just smacked it, and the keeper's yeah. not even moved. You know what I mean? The keeper's yeah. uh, he's he's a statue, mate. He's not even he's a statue in stone. He's not even moved. <laughs> Top right, bang! What a, what a goal! What a goal to start the season off with. Yeah, I mean, when you when you see goals like that, you just, I think you just feel it. Like it's, this is your day, because like at, at the time we were five four down, and when we scored, that was the equaliser, and I was like, yeah, yeah. we're gonna win this now, because you, you can't win the game. So you can't score goals like that and not win the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just written the styles, really, isn't it? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Especially when, especially when you score a screamer like that from sort of what was it thirty yards or something? Uh, keepers not moved. <laughs> But yeah, um, ecstatic that we won. No, no, it's all it, it it's all good because it's one of those where it's like Eddie had a dream to build a football team. He had to go inside some players on loan with Whitford at the back. Coyle in attack. We're ECFC. We're on our way back. <laughs> I want it, I want it, I want Jasper Lau and the Ultras to be singing that on on Sunday. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, thanks for that, mate. <laughs> oh, oh dear. That's brilliant. I've, I've heard worse chants about me, so that's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. Oh, mate. Um, what, what's it like back home then? Like, are you out of lockdown now? No, I mean, it's all still locked down, mate. I mean, oh, it's really? all PR stunt by Boris by Boris and the boys in number 10. I mean, it's one of them where it's like we're out of lockdown, which yeah. is, oh, yes, you know, we will be lifting measures from 4th of July, which means, you know, uh, pubs will be open and the hairdressers and barbers will be open. What's well, like good luck trying to get an appointment, you know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> it's, not quite as, it's not quite as simple as that. Um, yeah. So, no, I mean... Obviously, you can go out and about and all those sort of things, like go to the park, go to the shops and all these sort of things. It's still the social distancing measures. And, you know, supposedly pubs and pubs are meant to open on 4th of July. But it's like, well, how the hell are you meant to get in the place in the first place? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. Is there any talk to them lifting the, you know, um, the ban on like fans watching games? Well, it's funny you mention that. So uh, there was talk of sort of next season, so not this season, really having reduced capacity in the ground. So, so what that looks like, I mean, I, I don't really know, but I would, you know, envisage that effectively the capacity of the ground would be halved. So, say the Arsenal's Emirates Stadium, which is sixty thousand, rather than get sixty thousand, get thirty thousand, because effectively you'd have a seat's distance between between you and the person next to you but mm-hmm. I, I mean it's uh, I think at this stage it's still very um, you know it, it, very very far-fetched I mean for example so obviously I'm, I'm an Arsenal member and they've not taken any money off us for next season so usually we'd have the oh. renewals around this time for season tickets and all the different members mm-hmm. uh, but because they don't know how next season's going to play out they've actually not none of the clubs have really taken money off anyone because 
you know, they're not sure if it will still be behind closed doors, whether it's, you know, maybe at a third of the capacity or half of the capacity. So still a lot of uncertainty around the next football season. Yeah, because you had some games that you were going to go to. Um, I think Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like we had Brighton away, um, which was in the league, and then we had Sheffield United, which is a Sunday game. This Sunday coming up in the FA Cup, which is, is a replay oh, fixture. And yeah, so they scrapped. So they scrapped all, all those scraps. So we got refunds for the games, which yeah. is obviously nice. But just disappointing. You you can't you can't get to it. But um, yeah, I, I can't really see football coming back in this country for a while, mate. Because I think obviously with everything going on. Um, yeah. I think you know we'd, we'd be lucky to have people back in the ground at the start of next season really um, so FA Cup's Which, on this weekend is it yeah it is so FA Cup the quarterfinals are on this weekend so um they're play, play, playing that out which is which is great so so we're playing Sheffield United um I think you've also got I mean I'll have a quick 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 look now to see see who's playing in the cup Leicester's still in there Newcastle's still in there Norwich is um, Norwich is still in there so you've got Norwich City versus United which is Saturday yeah um, and then you've got Arsenal so we're the early game on the Sunday against Sheffield United um, followed by by Leicester Chelsea and then Newcastle Man City will round out the round out the Sunday Sunday evening so, um, so it's yeah Good run of fixtures. What's going to happen with the, the semi-finals? Are they going to play at Wembley? Yeah, I mean, that's a great <laughs> question, mate. I, I, I don't have a Scooby-Doo what they'll do that one, mate, because it's one of them where it's like, you look at it and you think, yeah, traditionally the semis have been played at Wembley, but I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, all right? So, say, you know, you look at the teams which are in now, so you say that, um, you know, uh, Leicester... So say Leicester, Man City, or Sheffield United, Man City, or Man City, Man United draw each other in the semi-final. I mean, these are two Manchester-based clubs or two Northern-based clubs yeah. or, or Midlands-based clubs. What's the point of sending them down to London to play at Wembley, considering <laughs> it's behind closed doors? And yeah. you know, it's not like I, I mean the big thing about the behind closed doors football oh, is obviously no, mate. Uh, uh, um, final whistle's gone. Here we go. I mean, I'm going to take a very quick photo of that. Believe oh, it. No. It says Liverpool 2019-20 champions. Who would have? Who would have thought? Thirty years has ended. Thirty what years the, of pain for Liverpool fans. What dystopian world are we living in? That Liverpool have actually won the I, league. I know. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? You know, it's uh, you know we're here in the UK, peak of summer. You can't go in the pubs. You can't go on holiday. Can't go abroad, can't see you know, it's hard to see your family, friends, and Liverpool's on the bloody Premier League. I mean, it's <laughs> fucking unbelievable, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what, what fucking deranged world is this? It's just like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, mate. It had to be Chelsea as well. It had to be them. It had to be them to do it again. <sighs> so I've got a guy, I can hear Liverpool FC by far the greatest team in the world. I can hear Liverpool FC by far the greatest scene the world has ever seen down the street. In Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, it'd be riots, mate. It'd be riots. It'd be looting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looting Honestly, in Liverpool. Crocs yeah, would be heaving it, right now. Yeah, yeah. Crocs, if Tops, if Walton, everywhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, gosh. It's actually happened, mate. It's actually happened. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So Liverpool have won their first top flight title since 1990. 
Who would have thought? Yeah. Have you ever seen a scouser in the league? Well, I have now. That's for sure. We won't be seeing that one anymore. Won't be seeing that one. Anymore. All right. Um, sorry, mate. Go back to the um the FA Cup. Um, so the semi-finals are played at Wembley as of right now. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they've not talked about that, but I'm assuming they are. But it's a really, it's a really good point because it's like if I was two, like I said, two Manchester clubs, and there's no fans going down, what's the point playing in Wembley? What's the point playing the final there, man? What's it going to do? You know, there's no fans there. Well, well, I mean that's the thing, right? So I think what's obviously, I mean, whilst it's all great that the Premier League's gone back, I mean the Premier League's very lucky; it's got a very big global audience. Mm. What people haven't realised is that for a lot of the clubs in Division One, Division Two, even down in the Championship, I mean these guys are reliant on people coming through the turnstile. Do you know what I mean? And that's the reason why they've not really bothered with Division One, Division Two, because it's like, well, what's the point? You know, no one's interested in watching it on TV unless you're the two teams which are directly playing in that game. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's quite sad actually, to be honest with you, because it's like I think these are the clubs which are really going to struggle in the short to medium term. Oh, I could just see the table behind you, mate. Jeez, that's 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 hard blood, to see. That's hard to see. Blood bar. It's a bloodbath, mate. Absolute bloodbath. So you've got Liverpool on 86 points first. You've got City following them on, I think, with 63 points. And then you've got the challenges after that. It's um, diabolical. But it's, I must admit, it's an interesting end to the season because you've got everyone jostling for top four in the European yeah. positions. And then, obviously, a bit of a relegation battle going on. So it's a bit, it's a bit going on. It's a bit going on. So, hey, what's the, what's the rules right now of the lockdown? Um, so you can't go over to someone's house, right? Like like a group of you, like, like a party. No, it's all sort of, you know, you can do blah, blah. I mean, supposedly, yeah, you could go around people's houses now. I mean, ah. this was, originally the guidance was you could only go around people's houses and use the garden. Okay. But I think na- now it's been relaxed so you can have people over your home. The reason why I... The reason why I asked that is uh, I'm just looking for a loophole here. You know how like Leicester were in um, Vardy's kitchen celebrating Chelsea beating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wait, you know I'm just putting a loophole here. Like I'm just waiting to see footage of the Liverpool team celebrating at you know Klopp's house, and uh, if they get caught, yeah, I know, I know. Does that mean they're they, they the title then? Because they should go in jail. I don't know, mate. It's all you know. Boris Johnson and the boys, it's all smoke and mirrors at the moment, mate. I don't know. I can't make head, head or tail of it, truth be told. So, uh, who knows? Hey, what happened with uh, Dominic Cummins? What happened to him? Oh, uh, you know, like always, uh, you know, I needed to go and break lockdown for, for valid reasons. I needed to drive all the way from London up to Durham because I needed to, you know, make sure the family was okay. And then... Oh, I needed to then drive back from from Durham to London because I had work to do, and you know, blah blah blah. You know, it's just the usual Tory nonsense, isn't it? Really, it's one rule for one, and then one rule for the other. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's all being swept under the carpet. Really. The reason why I brought him up was um, I'm not sure if you saw it, but you know the NRL um, and Aussie, they've um, yeah. They, I think they. Were, I'm not. I'm not saying they're the first like. Sporting code to bring out the fan cutouts, you know, but um, they had one of him, there. <laughs> so, so, which is hilarious. And then you, I've seen some hilarious like fan cutouts like across the world. Like Shaquille O'Neal was one with uh, Northampton for their playoffs. That was a legit one. He actually put, it up. yeah, he actually took his own photo with a, a Northampton scarf. So 
he apparently, he's a big fan of the cobbler somehow. Yeah. And then um, the the classic one, I think everyone can, oh, everyone knows about this now, is the Leeds United <laughs> one, Osama Bin Laden. Oh, it was so funny. So like, funny. You couldn't write that, could you? No, you couldn't. But I mean, who, who, who in their right mind would not know who that is when they're making these cutouts, you know? I know Leeds have got a huge fan base. Yeah, it's, it's like, a bit... How can you not notice that? It's, it's obviously Bin Laden. It's a bit worrying, isn't it? I was expecting Jimmy Savile to pop up a few times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, haven't, I haven't shown you my new accessories. Yeah. Do you know what? Hang on. Hang on. Check out this. So, on public transport, right, you now have to wear face coverings. So, it's all right today. Oh, mate. It's hard to put things on, you know. <laughs> the elasticated ones are, are better because, like, now I can't, I can't hear anything. I can't see anything. Hang on. <laughs> For the listeners, uh, Lyle's just put on uh, his own uh, face mask. He's uh, this is product <laughs> placement here. Product placement. I'm not getting any sponsorship for this. No, forget how, this how much that cost you, mate? Most... Uh, I, I got it for free actually off of mate. So yeah, I mean, after, after he wore it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a friend of mine. So she's got a friend in the USA who who makes these. Um, oh yeah. And so yeah, so it was one of them where it was like she ordered a shipment. Of him. and then uh, I said oh this is the design I liked I thought it looked a bit different you know what I mean it's got the cannons on the side black and I said yeah okay why not and so because obviously to go on public transport you might be wearing a face mask so I thought oh why not that's it so if I'm that's going down the shops or anything like that it was free so you know, yeah. I can't really can't, can't really complain can't really complain yeah man oh, we missed out there extra trials uh, face mask damn it we missed out yeah, I mean, I mean, they could probably be a hit with your 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 audience in certain parts of the world. I won't mention where because I don't want to be accused of being discriminatory. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> I imagine certain parts of the world they'd love that. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, just, just hold it out again. So just describe it for the listeners. So we've got the um, Lars got a black face mask with the. Uh, yeah, it's a black face mask yeah. with uh, the Arsenal cannons on it. So it's um, it's, it's absolutely great. And so all it is, is you, you, you go out, you've got your face mask on, but you're wearing your club colours. So, I mean, exit Charles FC, the face masks are coming. <laughs> Mate, we should test it out. Have you got, you got a lighter with you? <laughs> yeah, or, or, or maybe you want to be a bit of a Sunday league. If you want to be a bit of a Sunday league ultra, I mean, that's your perfect attire, isn't it? You've got your face covering and you can start lighting off your players. <laughs> They made the right decision this morning. They've uh, announced the 2023 Women's World Cup. It's going to be in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, it's, it's coming so, home. As as I said, yeah, football's <laughs> coming home. I, I, I didn't know whether to I didn't know whether to laugh or cry about that one. That was uh, you know I, 
depends on your criteria as, of, of home, really. But um, <laughs> you know, look, I, I mean, no, let's 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 be honest with you. I mean, in in Australia anyway, they uh, the, the women's game is is starting to be taken quite seriously in the sense that obviously they've got the W League, which is the, the women's you know the women's league for, for the Australian league, and um, obviously you know that's um, you know as professional as, as you kind of going to get it. I think given the infrastructure out there. Um, uh, and so, you know, I think fair play to them. I remember going back when I lived in, in Perth a few years back. Um, I remember going to the final of, of the W League, and I think there was about five, six thousand people there to watch it. So, yeah. I think from a participation perspective at grassroots, they've definitely got you know females who are playing football, and then there's obviously you know a, a growing crowd. So. I think, you know, fair enough. Why not award the World Cup over there? Um, I guess it's interesting in terms of the time of the year they play it over there, um, considering, you know, all the other stuff going on with their winter sports, such as the Rugby League and and the AFL. But, Mm. um, yeah, I mean, it's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Yeah, it's good, mate. uh, They've increased it to 32 teams now, so, you know, who knows? Maybe Wales might qualify. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably the closest I'll ever get to a World Cup, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of them where it's like, I mean, New Zealand and Australia are very interesting host countries with yeah. the geographical distance. I mean, Perth to Auckland, for example, I mean, is a six-hour, five-and-a-half, six-hour flight. It will cost you probably about... You know, depending on what currency you want, three hundred quid one way or whatever it is. So, certainly from a fan perspective, if you were travelling from, say, the northern hemisphere, that's an expensive World Cup. But I don't think they're worrying too much about that. It's more about growing the game, isn't it? Really, yeah. you know, I'm assuming it's one of those they'll use quite boutique stadiums. Um, I, I don't know if you watched much of the Women's World Cup in France in, in, uh, last year, mm-hmm. but that was quite a success. That was a massive success. Yeah, they've, um, I've seen the stadiums for Auckland. So Auckland have got, a few, oh, they've got the opening game of the World Cup. So that's Eden yeah. Park, 40,000 odds. Yeah, I think they might fill that. Depends who they, it depends who they've got on the draw. Um, yeah. Well, it's all about it's all about your marketing, really. Yeah. So what they what they've done over in France is a lot of the tickets were you know very cheap, so mm. you know very affordable. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you know if it was in Eden Park first game, if they were saying all right, family of four gets in for say you know twenty New Zealand dollars, or it's you know a tenner for an adult, five for a child. Um, you know, I can't really see why you wouldn't sell it out. Do you know what I mean? It's all about the marketing. Whereas, you know, if you're paying $50 for an adult ticket and, you know, maybe $20, $25 for a child, you think, well, sod it, I'll watch it at home. <laughs> yeah, some of the, I'm um, just looking at it now, mate, some of the other host cities in, in New Zealand, we've got uh, Hamilton. <laughs> what a great destination that is. Yeah. I'm not sure if we'll be called Hamilton in three years' time, but... Um, I'm going. I'm going for. I'm going for Big Huntley or Palmerston North North. That's the new name for the, the town. Um, then we've got Wellington. We've got Christchurch. So interesting places. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I mean, so yeah, Wellington standard, isn't it? Really, yeah. um, I'm sure they'll probably use Westpac Stadium. 
Uh, I mean, Christchurch, I'm not sure what they've got down there. Truth be told, <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of them where it's like, you know, it's all cardboard boxes down there at the moment, isn't pretty it? Much, so it's, uh, hopefully they'll have something up in place by then. But, yeah. um, no, I, I think it's great for growing the profile in it, of, of football. I know, um, so my, my, uh, my cousin, um, my, my, my mum's sister, Mm-hmm. Um, her her partner, so my uncle, um, not by blood, but by marriage. His niece plays for New Zealand in the national team. Really? Um, in 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 the girls, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm just thinking for people like that. Do you know what I mean? The New Zealand footballers to play a World Cup at home would be be awesome, wouldn't it? Same as the Australians as well. I mean, to have the opportunity to play at home soil. Probably a career highlight. I'm, um, you know, automatic qualification as well. I'm assuming, same as per the men's rules. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, look, it'd be, be, yeah, I think that'd be quite, you know, it'd be quite a nice sort of couple of weeks down there, actually. Yeah, mate. As long as a bloody Abby Ursage doesn't come out of retirement to come play for New Zealand again, because honestly, she comes out of retirement every four years just to play. How old she now? About 45? I don't know how old she is, but she she passed it like ten years ago, so. Yeah, I know. It's just one of them, isn't it? It's, them, it's, it's just like, oh, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll just put on the boots. Yeah, I'll just rob someone's, uh, you know, some 16 or 17-year-old's dreams. You know, stealing a living, stealing a place. <laughs> Nicking a living, yeah. Pretty much, you know, it's just like, ah, it's going to happen, isn't it? It's going to happen. Just put a bet on that. I reckon Abby Ursich will be back in the team in three years' time. It's like Australia with Tim Cale. You know he'll yeah. be there in the next World Cup, <laughs> isn't it? They'll, they'll wheel him out in a Zimmer frame. Because <laughs> he wants to break that record, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, he missed out, didn't he? He didn't score in the last World Cup, did he? No, he wanted to mm. score in um, four consecutive World Cups. Yeah. Ah, oh, mate. Um, we'll finish off with you know the Premier League again. So um, how are you watching your games... Oh, so you, you've already talked about that, actually, um, how you stream your games. So, for yeah, me, my housemate's yeah. got my housemate's got Sky Sports and BT Sports. Oh, okay. as well. So if I'm downstairs, I can shit on, on that as well. Yeah. So like Arsenal are not offering like a special like streaming service just for Arsenal games. They are. Yeah. Um, so for all season ticket holders, you can um, you can stream it through through that platform. Um, so they're doing that. Most of the clubs are doing that at the moment as well. Mm. Yeah, I got it as well, mate. Um, I've I've stayed away from buying like Swansea TV because I hate the product as it is. But um, yeah, because <laughs> I love a good deal, mate. So they had a month subscription, right, which is fifteen pounds, right? That's a lot of money when you think of it. But considering the amount of games we've got in one month, that's eight games worth, pretty much the rest of the season. So fifteen yeah, quid, yeah. fifteen quid for eight games. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably quite me. good. It's it's probably quite good, and the reason it's good is that I don't think that so Swansea in particular. Mm. If you weren't going to go through that channels, you wouldn't pick it up through the various broadcasters because no. they wouldn't be broadcasting the game. So, if you if you want to guarantee watch the Swansea games for mm. fifteen quid, it's probably value for money. Only probably half of those would be televised if you're lucky. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, but being a Swansea fan, you're never on TV anyway. So I think that just the Millwall game away is on TV, which is a strange yeah. game. We've got Leeds, but that's not on TV. Um, 
So yeah, we've only got what? Yes, I've basically got seven games then for fifteen quid. Yeah, that's good. great. And the time's good too. Go it's back. like eleven uh, thirty p.m. kickoff here on a Saturday night. So it's brilliant. Yeah, you can't complain about that. That's proper mm. early over here. That's like um, that's like a twelve first kickoff, isn't it? Yeah. So that's what we had that last weekend against uh, Middlesbrough, which was good. It was so good watching them, mate. We honestly, if we don't have any fans. Yeah, if the, if the Swans don't play in front of any other fans, right, for the rest of the decade, I'd be happy because, like, we're playing good. <laughs> we play a lot uh, better in the empty stadiums. There's, there's actually been a lot of talk about that over here, saying that some sides, in particular those which are, you know, I'm not saying special Swans either, mm. mid-table to lower-table sides tend to play better at home where they don't have to worry about fan frustration, fans trying to urge them on, mm. to, you know, attack, attack, attack. Yeah, yeah. It was funny though, eh? Um, watching that Middlesbrough game because they obviously stole like the soundtrack or you know um, the audio uh, f- um, soundtrack from like FIFA. So they're they're like playing like replaying like generic FIFA chants because Borough only got one chant anyway. So they're, just, <laughs> they're just like replay, replay, and then it was quite funny um, when Swansea scored a goal. Like whoever was in the mixer was having a laugh because like Swansea scored a goal and was like boos. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah I know. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. I think the booing that um the the guy the guy who was in the mixing at the the Amag Stadium uh, Brighton yeah. last week that was hilarious at the final whistle. The yeah. boos, do you see that? I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's funny, isn't it? It's like it's almost like they've had to hire DJs to do yeah. all the sound producing. <laughs> obviously that's been picked up globally. one so I mean you know before I go into my personal thoughts yeah I think it's divided football fans right so you've got the football fans who are saying that there shouldn't really be any politics in football football should just be football um you know play your game whatever regardless of your religious views your personal views blah 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 and then there's also been people saying well you know football is representative of, of society and you know, the footballers and the football clubs as sort of role models and it's the products which they're producing should should obviously make a stance on it. I think the most important thing is to have, you know, open and honest conversation about it. I think, you know, I look at the, the, the guy, so the Burnley fan in particular, who flew the, you know, White Lives Matters ban, uh, banner over the game, I don't think it does any good, uh, you know, to, to to give that guy a life ban from his club and then, you know, for his employer to sack him. I think that's the wrong thing to do because it doesn't help anything. Do you know what I mean? It just fuels the fire. Education is, is, is really important. I think um, people have got to ask themselves the question, why? Why why has there been all of the protests around Black Lives Matters? 
Mm. I think that's the first thing people should ask. And then the people, the, the next question people need to ask is, well, you know, what does this actually mean for, for me in my life? You know, do I have an issue with how I view race or, you know, uh, or am I part of the problem? Um, so I think these are more the questions people need to be asking themselves. Because it's difficult, because I, I kind of get it as well, because it's like some people have said the clubs should kind of keep their nose out of it and, and focus on the football. And I saw, I, and the comparison which someone gave, which actually was quite a good comparison, is like, so obviously when it comes to, you know, Remembrance Day um, and the whole poppy appeal and all that kind of stuff, um, I think, so UEFA banned England from having a poppy on the shirt, right? Yeah. Um, which is obviously a big deal over here. Um, and even the Premier League, it's been a bit... I don't think they wear poppies on the shirts anymore, actually, mate. Yeah. I think they wear armbands now. That's been scrapped, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah I oh, no, it's a shirt... No, no, shirts, shirts, you can still... No, so it's not the, it's not the Premier League, sorry, it's UEFA. So UEFA don't let England wear the poppy on the shirt because it's a political statement. So it's difficult because it's like... Is the Black Lives Matter, is that a political statement? So should the club be, be putting that on, on the shirts? I mean, it's, it's a difficult question because then obviously, you know, when people go into the whole you know, Black Lives Matter movement and, and some of the, you know, the stuff behind it and, and all of these sort of things. It's, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think what the Premier League have done, which I think is commendable, is to shine the spotlight on, on racism. Um, you know, I think racism is still a big problem in football. Mm. Um, not as big of a problem in English football, um, but it's still a problem in, in the global football community, as we see for England. Remember when England went out um, to one of the Eastern European countries? Mm. Um, I can't quite remember who it was. Um, I'll find out who it was when, when Raheem Sterling was getting the, uh, it's the probably racist abuse. Montenegro, Serbia, and yeah. backward countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think you're right. Hang on. Montenegro, wasn't it? Bulgaria, sorry. It was Bulgaria. Bulgaria. So that's when... Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. hear the monkey noises. Yeah. That perspective, saying that, uh, you know, in England, this is not acceptable. Um, mm. So I, I think from, from that sense, it makes a lot of sense. I don't think England is where a lot of the problems are for racism in football, if I'm brutally honest with you. Um, I think it's more further afield, some of the European nations and, and elsewhere. But I think it's really good that England are saying that, look, you know, we don't stand for this in our leagues. Mm. Um, uh, and we stand in solidarity with you know, a lot of our black players and people from you know, all sorts of you know, black and ethnic minority backgrounds, which may have suffered racial abuse, but... Mm. I, I don't know. It's just a difficult one, mate, because it's like, I look at other stuff as well. I think I look at Tottenham, right? So Tottenham's fans call themselves the Yidami. I mean, that's obviously got, you know, yeah. awful connotations from a racial perspective, but, but that's allowed. So, you know, it, it is a difficult one, mate, because there's a level of political correctness which goes in it as well. But then you've also got to balance that out with common sense. Yeah, I think it's like, I do agree what you said there with England, but I think it, it is systemic as well in football because, like, look at the who's on the boards. Look at the managers. Like, I can't name a single football league manager that's black right now. Currently I, 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 I'd, I, I'd agree with you there, and I think the reason why I'd agree with you there is because if you look at the grassroots level mm. and you look at who's coming through into the 
into the national ranks, um, there are um, a number of players um, who are from a black and ethnic minority background, right? Mm. So I think from 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 that perspective, it's um, it, it's one of those where I think um, so. I've got it in front of me now, so just bear with me. Um, so in in the Premier League of the two hundred and eighteen British players, uh, so sixteen and a half percent are from black and minority ethnic group backgrounds, right? Mm-hmm. So that's from um, starting lineups so across all, all starting lineups um so so as of the, the, the sort of so that's since the inauguration of the premier league so 16 and a half percent of players have been from black and minority ethnic group background from 1718 that goes up to 33 percent so effectively what you're saying is that one third of, of footballers in in this country anyway who are who are homegrown or british are from a black and minority ethnic group yeah um so background so you're right. I think in terms of the the, the managers uh, to be done, right? So I think correct. It is fair to say that there should be more representation. Whereas what rugby do, the RFU have done, which I think is totally irresponsible, is they've come out and said thirty percent of the administrative staff needs to be from a black and minority ethnic group, um, mm. sort of you know ethnicity. When you look at the people which are playing rugby got nowhere near that kind of representation because in this country rugby is still very much a, a private school sport in, in England anyway so it's like where are you going to find these people whereas I think football has got a very powerful platform to say look we've got you know a number of ex-pros who are from a you know, black and ethnic minority background I mean you, know, you can just list them you know straight away you think you, know, you look at the likes of your Andy Coles, your Ian Wrights, you've got um, Les Ferdinand, um, Darius Vassell, um, you know, you look at, you know, all sorts of players, you know, you, know, you look at your Rio Ferdinand, your Sol Campbells, your Ashley Coles, Paul Lynch, you know, your da- Paul Lynch, your David James, um, you know, these are a high profile players, your John Barnes. Um, you know, it's, you know, these aren't, you know, I'm not talking to Bob sort of, you know, players who had a, Half decent careers. These are, you know, fully fledged England internationals. I mean, when you even look at players, you know, you've got Sean Wright Phillips. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's it, it quite, 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 it's quite a list. There's a lot of pedigree, mm. pedigree. That, you know, obviously, Darren Bentz, who's just finished up, finishing up his career. Um, you know, it, it, a career at Tottenham played for England went to World Cup. Um, so there's loads of people out there which they can get, I think, to, to bolster the representation. Ah, mm. oh, mate. Uh, things will change, hopefully. I think it will. I think it's one of those it will happen. Or I, I, I see it happen organically. But I think the question is, so around, around, around managers, right? So let's, let's get this clear. Management is a lot about performance. So... The question we need to ask ourselves is, is there systemic racism, i.e. if I'm a person of you know, uh, colour um, and I can't get a job as, say, a Chelsea under-14 coach or a Chelsea under-16 coach or a mm. you know, reserve team manager when I've got the pedigree, right? So that's a problem if they can't get into those positions. Whereas if I look at it and say, well, you know, I'm a person of colour and I want to be the Arsenal manager or the Chelsea manager or the Man United manager, well, there is probably a bit of that where I think, well, you 
probably got to have a bit of a track record, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think the most important thing is to get the the black managers into the sort of entry level position so they can build up that experience. So that's get them into the academy system, you know, get them into whether it's the, the League One or the League Two clubs and sort of get that experience, get the pedigree. And then provided they can demonstrate that they can do well there, um, obviously their results. I think where it does get a little bit more trickier is when you get ex-players like uh, Oli Gola Solskjaer or Frank Nampard who walks into a top job mm-hmm. because they've got no real real pedigree, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. So, so that does complicate it. But from, from my perspective, in terms of, you know, when people talk about systematic racism, I think football management's all about performance. But as long as, you know, black managers could get in at that entry level, I think they'll prove themselves if they're good enough, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You can't carve out jobs for them in the Premier League because that's never going to happen, is it? Because it's all about performance, isn't it? I mean, you look at managers who are world-class managers who get the sack at Premier League clubs. They don't care about the colour of their skin. It's just because they don't get the results. <laughs> and they get a job somewhere else, you know? Yeah, exactly. So what what I do think is sad, though, is it's like, it, obviously, there has been a history where there has been issues with giving jobs to black managers, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think there has been systemic racism there. Whether that's still prevalent now, I mean, I'm, I don't really know, but we'll see it play out over the next five, ten years. And, and the reason I say that is, you look at the players who finished their careers in whether it was the 90s, the mid-2000s, even through to the late 2000s, early 2010s, mm. not seeing these players transition that well into management, if, if that makes sense. Whereas some of the stuff I'm, I'm hearing and, and seeing is that apparently this is now being corrected. So you've got more, um, you know, people like uh, Ashley Cole, who's involved with Chelsea in the youth ranks. I think Kieran Dyer, he's doing his his badges at the moment. You know, Sol Campbell's trying to do his little <laughs> bit as well. So, I mean, you know, hopefully this does get corrected, Eddie. I, I actually think, I, I know this might, you know, some people be like, you know, what are you talking about? But I think black and black footballers when you consider the percentage of the population that black people are in the UK I think they've really performed really well in football mm. if that makes sense yeah no I agree if that makes sense I agree um, when you compare that to say business or politics or, or or other professions I think football is is an area where you know black black people have really excelled um, and, and should be proud of that as well mm. um, when you consider what they went through in the 80s and the 70s being a black footballer in this country with all the racial abuse and everything which went with it so I think from that perspective it's important we celebrate the progress because um, there has been a lot of progress I think the issue is more in other parts of society rather than football if that makes sense from yeah. a representation perspective I fully agree with that, mate. Mate, I think that's a good way to sign off. Um, unless you want to, <laughs> unless you want to give it a little tribute to Liverpool, all the fans out there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, I mean, if you're a Liverpool fan, I mean, fair play for for hanging in there. I mean, thirty years is a is a long period of time. I mean, you'd probably say to yourself, why is it taking this long for a club of that stature? But uh, no, I mean, look, Jurgen Klopp and the boys are playing playing great football. But 
as we all know, the challenge is not the first Premier League title. The challenge is to, to, to keep up the momentum and it's to win the second one, the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one. And I think, you know, you look at the, the great teams in, in English Premier League history, you, you look at kids in the 90s, you look at the Arsenals under Wenger, Chelsea um, under Mourinho, they have that run, do you know what I mean? It's not just the, the one league title, which, you know, they win a couple of league titles, a couple of cups domestically, internationally. And I think what Liverpool have got to do, and I think it's it's not an easy task when you look at the competition in the league at the moment, is they've got to try and, you know, win another one. They've got to try and then win another one after that and build a bit of a dynasty. But, um, you know, it's, I think, all credit to them, but it only gets harder from here. Yeah. And it's going to get easier for the trials because uh, we're back again uh, next weekend. Uh, another home game against uh, AKFC, the team that lost 10-0 last week, so they can't be any good. So uh, <laughs> the extra trials um, highlights from last weekend will should be up uh, very soon. Yeah, that's right. Support your local. Get down there. Get, get behind the Premier League or whatever it is. Support <laughs> your local. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, mate. Um, hopefully, we can get you, you know, to commentate on some of our games this season. Well, yeah, yeah of course, of course. Do I get an appearance <laughs> fee or am I doing this on the, is this pro bono? Yeah, pro bono. <laughs> we got no money, mate. Yeah, because that's what they feed. That's, that's, that's what they tell you, isn't it? I mean, they're probably like the Arsenal fan TVs of this world where the Robbie Lyles who oh, charges yeah. 60 quid for a mi- one-minute birthday shout-out. I mean... <laughs> If you see Edzy offering, you know, birthday shout outs for like a hundred New Zealand dollars, you, you know, you, you could just, just figure it now. Uh, but we've already wasted the budget on paying the league off last week. So. Criminal, <laughs> criminal. All right, mate. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. And uh, to the listeners out there, thank you for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials football podcast, the home of alternative football. And uh, we'll be back again soon. Enjoy your uh, title, Liverpool fans. You have to wait another 30 years for another one. Take care. Kaki down.